Hello and welcome to the BX Basketball Podcast. I thought last week's would be the most eventful. I was totally wrong. I'm Dick Englander here with Christian Okay and Kawhi Leonard. After a long time waiting on his decision, has made his choice, and in a stunner, he has picked the Clippers. It's funny because during the season, everyone thought he was going to the Clippers, but then you know midway through his free agency. We all thought he's going to the Lakers or he's going to stay. And then there was a lot of smoke towards the Lakers in the beginning, a lot of smoke towards the Raptors in the end, people track planes, all that stuff. In reality, Jerry West was working behind the scenes in one of the biggest moves and really just <clears throat> a sequence of moves in NBA history by trading for Col- I mean, by trading for Paul George, by giving up five firsts and two pick swaps, which is a lot, man. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Yeah, that's the biggest package of picks I've ever seen, personally. I can't think of anything bigger than that. I don't think you can. I, can you think of one? I can't. Maybe what the Lakers gave up for AD, but... That, no, but I that's mean, not... That they gave me. up more. They honestly gave up more that's to get crazy. Paul George. And, um, and, of course, obviously signing Kawhi Leonard. I think what we figured out, I think, over the course of this is, and when he made his decision, is that Kawhi did not really want to go to the Lakers. Versus going to the Clippers, he clearly those rumors were true. He clearly wanted to be the clip, go on, uh, go to the Clippers, but it's clear he was waiting on them getting a second star. And if they didn't do that, the Clippers, you know, were apparently afraid of him, you know, signing with the Lakers. And right. now we're at a point where, you know, Jerry West just said, you know, what? we are all in on this. Let's go for it. And the, so the Clippers gave up literally every pick they had. Feels like to get Kawhi, to get Paul George, and are now, a lot of people believe, presumably the favorites in the Western Conference. Uh, Christian, take it away. What are your thoughts on this whole this whole saga? Well, I was honestly surprised at the fact that he chose the Clippers because I thought he was either going to be, a, I thought he either was going to stay with the Raptors or possibly go to the Lakers. And I just want to say to the Clippers organization, to Doc Rivers, to Jerry West, and to everybody, Steve Ballmer, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. thank, you for, thank you for saving the NBA because if he had gone to the Lakers, I think that would have been absolutely trash. It would have ruined would have ruined the NBA for the next like three years. But it's it's a really it's a really big move for the Clippers. And they get Paul George as well, and they're able to still keep Lou Williams and Patrick Beverly. So they have a really nice team. Um and it's just now another team added to this mix. Of, of of diversity in the league. That's probably the wrong word to use, but but Nick, my initial thoughts of this was, damn, this is probably, in the 10 years I've been watching basketball, this is probably the one year where I, I, I don't even know who can win a championship. There's, there's, I'd say, about 10 to 12 teams that I legitimately think can make a case for being champions this year. And that's, that's probably the first time since the 90s, where the NBA has, could say that, because in the early 2000s, it was the Lakers dynasty. Then it was the, the big three with Boston. Then it was LeBron's super team. Then, you know, it was the Warriors and LeBron. Then it was the Warriors with KD. This is literally the first time in probably two decades where you could say that there's about 10 to 12 teams that could win a championship. And that, in, in, a, in a nutshell, is a great thing for the NBA, because that was the one Achilles heel of the NBA. It was always that there's only two teams that can win. And now that there's all these teams, it's great for the product. Everybody's going to want to watch it, and it's going to keep everybody in suspense. 
there's a reason to watch the regular season now. There's a reason to watch the playoffs more now. And it's going to be nice and refreshing to not have the same teams in the finals every year. So that's definitely a great thing. And another really interesting thing, especially about this free agency, is that top players did not choose the big market. They did, but they chose the second the second rate teams in a way. And and people are going to kind of point to that and say, well, that that's the new thing. Honestly, the last time the Lakers and Knicks got, you know, big free agents besides LeBron, obviously, was about 20 years ago. And that's also, you know, kind of uh, a good thing for the NBA. It's, it's that superstars are going to even the small market teams, you know. Everybody has a chance to win. And I think, again, it's really good for the NBA to have this balance, this diversity, this, this ability for every team to have a chance to win. It's a really, really good thing. I'm very happy that Kawhi chose the Clippers. And... You know, if you're a Raptors fan, you're probably disappointed. But let's be honest, they got their championship. So, you know, it's it's probably sad for them, but they got their championship. And, you know, shout out to Kawhi. He he did things quietly. He he proved people wrong. He went to the Raptors, won a chip. And he's going to the Clippers. He's going home with his boy Paul George, who's also from L.A. And this season's going to be fun, man. It's really exciting. It really is exciting. I'm very happy with, with what happened. Yeah, and you know what? Um, I was gonna say, you know, you kind of said what I was gonna say. That on behalf of the NBA, like, thank you, Clippers. Like, honestly, the, the NBA would have been ruined for Absolutely. at least two to three years. At least two to three years, um, maybe five. Like, him going to the Clippers shows me, or him preferring the Clippers shows me that he's he's definitely got a lot more, you know, where with a lot more. A little more balls than LeBron, who just wants to super team everyone and just fuck the league. Um, and or KD. But on the whole, like, I say to Raptors fans, first off, yeah, you, you want a title and that could have easily kept him. But you knew going into this that this was going to this was a rental situation. One hundred percent. And the funny thing is, I see so many people slandering Danny Ainge like, oh, this is how you go all in and stuff. Let me explain something. If the Celtics had gone all in and won a title this year, like the Raptors did, and Kawhi left, would Kyrie have stayed anyway? Probably not, right? Probably not. So, like, it's it's dumb to say that, oh, like, Kawhi, you know, like, Kawhi, see, this is, proves Ainge is dumb. No, this actually proves Ainge is smart. It proves Ainge is smart to not give up Jalen Brown, even though the Raptors, and the Raptors got insane luck to win a title with all the injuries and all the, sh- you know, the right. shot at the end of the Philly series. Like this only right. proves to me as like a Celtics fan, that Ainge is smart for not doing that trade. Yes. The season blew up on us, but that's not the reason. Like no matter, this literally proves no matter what any other team not named the Lakers or the Clippers would have done. Kawhi Leonard would have left no matter what, even if you won a title, he didn't care. Um, you know what? So, also, though, a, a lot of fans are short-sighted and impatient in the aspect of they just want all the superstars. Like, for instance, a lot of Knicks fans were like KD, Kyrie, or Bust. That 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 can't be the case for some teams. Some teams are just not. They don't have that opportunity. If you're Boston, you have Jason, you have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum still on this roster. Those are two very nice young players. Why would you give up those guys if you're not going to be able to keep Kawhi and Kyrie? You know what I mean? You still have to think about the future because. Yeah. Your future can be great if you if you keep if you keep the patience and you got to develop the guys. You and can't you know, just go this, all in sometimes. This speaks to the rental situation too. So we talk. Let's, let's get to kind of transition to Paul George. 
first off, I'm stunned more. I'm I was pretty stunned he picked the Clippers. Kawhi did, but I'm more stunned that the fact that Paul George just bounced. And you know, like after one year into signing that deal, and it's true, like it's like it's like this guy who's LeBron's trainer used the word fake love for between those guys. Like it was just all fake. And maybe that was true. Maybe at the end of this year, the, their relationship just was not very good. We didn't know about it. And uh, the Clippers and, and Kawhi heavily recruited him to request a trade, and that allowed this to happen. Um, I feel no sympathy for Oklahoma City since I hate them because they moved from Seattle. But, uh, but um, well, you know what, Nick? We got to talk a little bit about Russell Westbrook and the aspect oh, yeah, of this. this he's, listen, this, this to me proves that he is the problem. It's not, it wasn't Kevin Durant. It wasn't James Harden. It wasn't Serge Ibaka. It wasn't Victor Oladipo. It wasn't Paul George. This is all about Russ. And I, and I, you know, I messaged my friends earlier today when I found out about the Paul George trade. I said, Russell Westbrook is overrated. And my friend's a huge Russell Westbrook fan. He said, no, he's not. But to me, he's just, he's just a stat hatter and you can't win with him. It's, yeah, okay, he averages a triple-double. Honestly, his usage rate is insane. He probably gets 95% of the possessions in OKC. Yeah, I could average a triple-double like that, too, when his teammates let him get rebounds, and he just doesn't have to, You only have to pass the ball 10 times to get 10 assists. It's very easy to average a triple-double in the league nowadays because of just the sure— the, there's just so many offensive possessions that it, that every player can average a triple-double. It's not really like a sexy stat how it was back in the 80s and 90s. I think I think that this shows that Russell Westbrook is overrated, and I and he just shoots the ball too damn much. He shoots it too much. He's he's his ego. I don't know what it is. You can't win with him, in my opinion. And the Oklahoma City Thunder, in a way, has to probably trade him. But who would want to trade for him? You know what I mean? Like who the hell? Yeah, want him? I mean, all right. So the so let's let's look at the, the Thunder situation. The Thunder have so many picks now that you can granted you can use a pick to get rid of him, right? And teams that come to mind immediately that I think could trade for him. First team I see is the Pistons. I think the Pistons, you know, have Reggie Jackson. and They've been trying to get rid of forever. Um, I think I could see them. Uh, Orlando Magic, maybe. Like, and I, I hate I hate to say this, Christian, but the New York Knicks. I no, think might please. be. No. No, 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 I don't want him. <laughs> no, but I Stay totally agree. listen. I've been extremely anti Westbrook. So I'm one of the most anti Westbrook people you've ever like. I've said this years ago when he was having MVP type production. I said, You will never ever win a title with him ever. You can't, Nick. It's just, it's he doesn't, he's not really a pure point guard, he's more of a shooting guard, combo guard, but. He doesn't shoot the ball well enough to be a shooting guard, and he doesn't pass it in key moments. Literally, when KD was there, the every possession was Russell Westbrook isolation, Kevin Durant isolation. And when the game when the game was down to the wire, you need a bucket to score. Not passing the ball to Kevin Durant. Uh, what are you doing? You're not the. I mean, he plays like an alpha dog, or he thinks he's an alpha dog, but he's not. He's not. He's absolutely not. He just doesn't. You can't win with him. It, it just you can't. I, there's no other way to explain it. The guy doesn't. He's not a winner. He's not a winner. He's a stat patter. And I'm sorry to all West, Russell Westbrook fans, but that's just it's true. You, there's yeah. no other way to say it. It's just how it is. So we talk about um, we talk about with uh, 
the Thunder now. So Russell Westbrook, you I think you have to trade him. I I, I think without a doubt you you have to find a you I think you got to give up an asset to get rid of his contract. But I think at this point you cannot keep him anymore. If I'm correct, he signed his extension. It's Katie's free agency, right? So he has two years left on that deal, I believe. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna look it up. Probably uh, right now. I'm gonna look it up on. Yeah, it was 2016. What is it like? 200 mil. He's got three years left on that deal with a 47 million dollar player option. 47 million. He's gonna take that. Everyone knows that. You know, he's 100 percent picking up that option. So he's 30. I mean, it's terrible. If I'm, I'm not saying the Knicks should do it, but if I'm the Pistons, I would offer Reggie back to OKC for. And, and for Westbrook and a first. And if they take that, I think I would do it, honestly. Because you're not getting anyone else to Detroit, so. What about Miami? Do you think Miami could trade for him, too? I'm looking at I'm looking at this article. It's giving some possible trades. Miami yeah, Miami, could... Miami would make a lot of sense, but only if they're getting rid of Drogic, in my opinion. Yeah. Somebody saying Milwaukee. No, or the... that's not. No, they're not. No, Milwaukee's not going to trade for him. No. That'd be. I it, just it, hope yeah. they I just really hope the Knicks don't trade for him because I don't want Russell Westbrook on the roster. <laughs> Please no. I will really, I will literally throw my phone if I if I look in the next day or two and see that he's traded to the Knicks. I'll be so pissed. And you know, honestly, we speaking of the Knicks, like the the signings they're making, you never know. They might be a playoff team this year. For how you know I'm, weird. Yeah. I mean, honestly, not- they might be. Okay. And I was kind of thinking about this just on the scope of the East now with Kawhi gone, right? Hmm. The the two preemptive favorites that come to mind for everyone are the Bucks and the Sixers. Um, yeah. I honestly believe, and Danny Ainge's mouthpiece normally shoots down every rumor the Celtics have, right? Mm-hmm. And he pretty much said the Celtics are going to make deals before the season. So nothing has happened, so I'm curious as to what that's going to be. And it may end up being nothing. Like I said, you know, it could be nothing. Right. But because, you know, nothing's severed in stone. But with the contracts the Celtics are signing, they're signing a lot of guys to very tradable salaries. I think if they don't make trades before the season, they're going to make a lot in season. And I think there are going to be a lot of guys that are going to be available for them. I think one guy that sticks out to me, it's big, we can talk about this fall for Toronto, as to what is Toronto going to do. Um, the veterans, uh, guys like Gasol and Lowry, I mean, they're definitely got to trade those guys, right? I mean... Because Lowry's got a year left on his deal. Gasol's got a year left on his deal. You don't want to lose those guys for nothing. No one be a treadmill team. So, I mean, I, Lowry won't be a Celtic because, you know, obviously Kemba. But, I mean, Marc Gasol makes a lot of sense. Like, am I crazy here? I think Marc Gasol will be great in Boston next to Kemba, who we almost play with in Charlotte, if, if you, if you right. remember. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just something like that. Like, so I think, what does this mean, would you say, for Toronto and the East? I think now the favorites are the Bucks. Um, I know a lot of people are saying the Sixers. I, I still think, I love Horford, but I still think Butler to Horford is a downgrade. Um, and Reddick. That's a bias Harris. Like, uh. Yeah, I, 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 like the problem I see for the Sixers straight off the bat, people love their defense, but I see tons of offensive issues. Like, there's still not much shooting in that starting lineup. So. Right. Yeah. So, Christian, what do you think this means for the East? Well, I think, first of all, the Raptors are now 
were they were contenders with Kawhi. They are now probably drop out, possibly eighth seed. Um, I think, like you said, teams. I think Milwaukee, Philadelphia. People are sleeping on Indiana. Those are probably the favorites in the Eastern Conference. Uh, this gives Miami a chance to possibly make a playoff run. Obviously, Brooklyn with Kyrie, they still have some talent. They could probably do some things. Um, but all in all, I just think the East, again, is wide open again. But this, I'd say right now, it's probably Giannis's time because he doesn't have a Kawhi Leonard-esque player to stop him in the Eastern Conference. Um, I think Boston, I completely forgot about them. I really like the Celtics, their roster. I think without the drama, they don't have drama. They don't have a, a player who's going to ruin the chemistry of the team. I think they can sneak. They, they're a very sneaky pick to possibly get to the Eastern Conference Finals if everything goes well, and I think it will. If you're the Raptors, you know, your choices are probably just honestly, you're either going to trade Kyle Lowry and Marc Gasol or you're going to keep them and just let their contracts go out. They're kind of stuck. You know, they, they gambled and the gamble paid off, but what can they ultimately do? Siakam is also a free agent next year, so is Van Fleet. So they have decisions all around the roster. If mm-hmm. I'm Toronto, honestly, I think I just rebuild. You know, get rid of Kyle Lowry and Marc Gasol, like you said, Nick, and just suck really badly and just build up the roster. If there's one guy I'm keeping on that roster, without a doubt, Siakam. I'm not letting Siakam go. Yeah. No chance. I, I, yeah. I'm signing whatever contract he wants. You know, that's the blank check. Um, I think he's – I love Siakam. I'm a big Siakam fan. Um, he had such a good year this year, man. And he was a, a really big key to them winning the title as well. Yeah, unless he's a one-hit wonder, which that, that happens in the NBA. I don't think he is personally. But if he is, then that's maybe you, you know, hold off. But I think, uh, I think on the whole, I think on the whole, it, it's, it's definitely a scenario like, like last year when LeBron left the East, I mentioned this before, like the Celtics were the easy favorite, a lot of people said, to win the conference. And um, that didn't happen, you know, and the team that won it was the second best team a lot of people considered. And the team that was the one seed was considered the third or fourth best team. So, right. like you said, the East is so wide open right now. Like, people that are calling the Sixers the overwhelming favorites are the same people because they love I – mean, ESPN loves the Sixers for some reason, so I knew they were going to do that. Like, and they let's make the clear. Sixers and they love the Sixers and the Lakers but hate the Knicks and the Celtics. I don't know why. Yeah. They can fuck my ass. I was like, fuck <laughs> Yeah, and that's the thing. So now, uh, yeah, no, I, I, think, I, I think the Celtics aren't good enough to win the East, obviously, yet. But I think I think I would be stunned if Danny Ainge isn't incredibly aggressive by midseason. You know, deadline moves. They're maybe I bet they trade, you. Maybe they trade for Bradley Beal. Uh, I don't know if you would really I, like that. I thing. think so. I think I read somewhere that the Celtics have a lot of interest in doing that, but they wouldn't give up Jason Tatum. So that's the no. thing. It no, would it, have to be Jalen Brown. Man, but if they're but let's say and again, this is kind of looking ahead, but. Let's say the Celtics halfway through the year are, you know, the third or fourth seed and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are playing really well. Would you want to trade those guys for Bradley Beal? I personally wouldn't. I have with Jalen Brown. Um, He's a free agent coming up. Uh, Unless we sign a new extension this year. And if he wants a max, I'm getting rid of them. I mean, I love Jalen Brown, but if he wants max money, I I think you have to trade him. I I just, I don't see any value in paying him that. 
you're capping yourself out with Kemba, Tatum, and Brown. Um, and Gordon Hayward, too. And Gordon Hayward. Um, it, now, and that's another question, too. Gor- if Gordon Hayward is great, like, so here's my question. If this is the best case scenario for the Celtics, you know, Gordon Hayward plays great, you know, uh, Campbell Walker fits right in. Jason Tatum makes a huge leap. Jalen Brown makes a huge leap. The Celtics, do you, do you think the Celtics can make the finals? I'm not saying win it. I don't think they have any chance to win it, but can. I honestly, I say yes, because they still, and granted, two years ago, the Eastern Conference was weak, so maybe then getting to the finals was uh, a little bit overblown and blown out of proportion, but this is a team that did go to a conference finals without their two best players. So if you get Gordon Haywood back as how he was in Utah, and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown progress, and you have Kemba Walker now, who was basically Kyrie Irving this year. He had a great year, and he doesn't... And remember, Kemba in Charlotte had to be the man, so he has to score all the time, has to pass the ball all the time. He doesn't have to worry about that now. He can be a number two or three option. With Dennis Cantor, you guys add, and I know Dennis Cantor's not a superstar, but he's going to help out a lot. I think the Celtics with the right seating and being healthy and, you know, other things going right, they could easily get to the NBA Finals, easily to the Eastern Conference Finals. But I could also say that about the Pacers. I could say that about the 76ers. We really don't know, but I think four teams that I legitimately say, yes, can get to the NBA Finals, you have to say the Bucks. I think the 76ers, I think the Boston Celtics, and I think the Pacers right now, I would say are the betting favorites in the Eastern Conference, at least. Those four yeah. teams... All of them, I say absolutely yes. No and doubt. you know what's funny? The SB Nation posted, uh, like, who do you think wins the East now? And they mm-hmm. didn't show the they showed the Raptors in it, even without Kawhi, and not the Celtics. I'm like, wow, that's that's some shade. Um, <laughs> our New York based company, and and they show the Nets with Kyrie. I'm like, dude, they they have no KD. They're not going to win the East this year. Um, um, I really, I, you know what? No, let me not say it. I was going to say that that's how going to be the playoffs. Looks <laughs> like I get carried away. It could have, I mean, if Kyrie is, if Kyrie is what he was in Boston, he could ruin the chemistry of that team and they might not make the playoffs. But I honestly probably- think, I, I honestly think, all right, the first year in Brooklyn, right, is going to go okay because the first year in Boston went okay. The, you know, first year in Boston, there were no problems with him. And for the most part, we were an excellent team. And if he hadn't gotten hurt, we would have definitely made the finals. But um, the second year is when you got to start asking questions. Like the honeymoon period is over. You know, are he and Katie? I mean, like I said, you see, you see uh, Russ and Paul George right now. They, they look like boys, but behind his back, Paul George hates him. You know, it's like you never really know. And this, we focus so much on James Harden and Chris Paul. So much. And we ignored the and all their issues, and we ignored that this was happening, and we didn't know yeah that Paul George and Russell Westbrook were having issues behind the scenes, despite all the appearances looking like they're best friends, and there's no issues right. at all. So, right. and Nick, so this is this is the thing about NBA players and wanting to play with your boys. Yeah, it sounds fun and sexy in the summer, but when the season comes along and you have a little bump in the road, the Eagles start coming into play. And then you have a player who thinks he's better than the other who's going to take more shots. And then the other guy is saying, what the hell? I want the ball more. So, 
again, it sounds sexy in the summer, but when shit hits the fan, you got to really figure out who's the alpha dog and who's the beta dog and who's got to step in line. And knowing Kyrie Irving, he's going to have a good year this year. And when KD comes back, and if KD's playing great, Kyrie's going to start thinking, no, I'm the dog here. I'm the alpha dog. And this guy, fuck him. <laughs> it, could, it could be a disaster. It could be. And the same thing with the Clippers. It could be a disaster. Maybe Kawhi and Paul George don't get along. We don't know. We ultimately don't know. But these teams have to do, these teams have to pull the trigger. They have to take the chance because the payoff is a championship. And that is the ultimate goal in the NBA. It's championship or bust. You don't want to be. You don't want to be mediocre. You don't want to be one of those treadmill teams, as you say. You either want to win a championship, or you want to suck bad enough that you get great players to eventually build to a championship. If you're not, if you're not one of those two, and you're in the middle, you're literally fucked for five to ten years. Absolutely, and I think that um, on the whole, the the Thunder, the Thunder losing these two guys. So we're going to presume that they're trading Russell Westbrook. This, this trade, uh, yeah, it seems like, I guess what I'm trying to think is like, this trade signifies that nothing, it just shows, this whole league just shows nothing is a guarantee in this league. When you hear done deal, until it's done, done, it's not done. The Lakers right. were supposed to be a done deal. All the Reddit, remember all the Reddit insiders that were all over Twitter that said, Kawhi told the Lakers he is signing with them. Well, guess what? He didn't. And at the end of the day, it's never over till it's over. You think you know, but you don't know. And to quote, um, who is that coach for the Colts? Uh, I forgot his name. Um, Zach, you Tony think? Dungy or the one before Tony Dungy? No, it was the one before him. Playoff? Jamora. Jamora. You know, diddly poo offensively. No, I have. Anyway, so... What now? So we talked about the Eastern Conference and how wide open it is. The West is very wide open too, and I think I I think the Clippers and the Lakers rivalry is going to be so great next year. I mean, that's going to be must see television, and that's going to be intense, man. In the same building too. Who in the same building? They haven't built a new arena. They haven't approved that. So now, here's my question, Christian. With this, with these moves, are the Clippers the favorite, or would you go with the Lakers or someone else? Well, it's tough. I'm gonna say right now, I'll take the Clippers as the favorite because they did not give up Patrick Beverly and Lou Williams. They kept those guys, added with Kawhi and uh, PG, and they have Landry Shamit, and they can still sign somebody else. You know. I think the Clippers are the favorites, and the Lakers signed Danny Green and uh, Quinn Cook, and they brought back JaVale McGee. They'll probably bring back Rondo, so they'll, their team will be okay. But They brought back good old KCP. <laughs> yeah, oh, him too. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. I, I'm going to honestly – no, I just – the Clippers, to me, oh, my God, Nick. I mean, a lineup with Patrick Beverly – Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Who the hell is scoring on that lineup? No one. I was going to say. And don't forget, you're forgetting Montres Harrell, who just had a beastly season this last year and really broke out. And is one to me, one of the more underrated players in the league. To me, he's top three underrated players in the league. I loved him out of college. I was hoping the Celtics would draft him, but they didn't. Um, but straight up, like, yeah, it's just, it's it's amazing to the, to the point that the Clippers' defense next year is going... I okay on the interior might be a little 
I have question marks, you know, like here's the only big advantage I can see for the Lakers right now. And that is whoever, who is going to guard Anthony Davis on the Clippers. I still don't see who can do that. Montrezl Harrell's too small. Zubac is too slow. You know, it's like, that's the Lakers advantage. Right. But the thing though is the problem with the Lakers is LeBron, although he's been healthy most of his career, was injured last year. And he's not, again, he's not 28. He's 34. Anthony Davis has been injury prone. If those guys are hurt against the Clippers, they're going to get squashed. Yep. No question about it. Yeah. And I think, I, I think uh, as long as the Clippers can find one main interior defender, just one, that's all they need. I, I think I don't see any pathway for the Lakers to beat them. I honest, I know it's possible, but I see no advantages that they have. Over the Clippers. The Clippers also have a huge coaching advantage with Doc. And I think the guys who will make the right necessary moves are with the Clippers and not the Lakers. Even though the Clippers have basically no assets now for the next five years. Um, they better hope to win a champion. Listen, if they don't win a championship, this is going to be just similar to what happened with the Nets. And similar to what happened with... Um, uh, the goddamn Lakers who gave up all their assets. If these teams don't win a title, they're going to be fucked for the next five to ten years because they don't have any compensation yep. to bring <laughs> back these players. And let's not forget, Nick, Anthony Davis is not re-signed with the Lakers yet. What if they have a shitty year and he leaves? What the fuck are oh, they going to do? <laughs> oh, oh, that, that's going to be like, you know that Antonio Banderas gif of like him going like, oh, yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, it's like him. Yeah, that's going to be me if Anthony Davis leaves the Lakers. I'm going to be so excited if that happens. Anthony Davis to the Knicks 2020. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're getting Giannis 2021. <laughs> nah, I just, no, nah, yeah, it's a uh, pipe dream. I think, um, yeah, but it's clear that the Clippers just defensively are just so unbelievably stacked. I can't believe. Oh, my God. I, I can't. Uh, this is arguably going to be, to me, the best perimeter defensive team. Well, okay, well, the Raptors had Siakam and Green, too, so that was a pretty elite defense. But the one thing that the Raptors did not have was, I mean, Lowry's a good defender, but Beverly's an elite defender. So, yeah, oh. this and might be the best perimeter defensive team. Yeah, man, holy crap. Now, the problem with the Clippers, though, is are they going to get enough shooting to kind of to kind of uh, balance out the defense? Um, yeah, I, I think I think Lou Williams off the bench is great, but they need a, they need maybe another shooter or two. And Kyle Korver's on the market. So maybe. Yeah. yeah. And Tobias Harris. Let's stop. This Tobias Harris trade helped the Clippers in so many ways because it helped them get this deal done. And, you know, it's basically yeah. But one thing it did, we we're forgetting, you're speaking of shooting, is that, like you said, Shamit is going to be so important for them these next right. few years. Landry Shamit, if Landry Shamit becomes J.J. Redick, um, oh. things are going to get really interesting. And, again, I look at this Clippers team and I see instantly the title favorite to me. Um, I, don't, but, I don't see any other team that makes sense. I, honestly, Nick, I... The Western Conference, though, is so goddamn good. I think you have the Lakers, who are good. The, Clippers the Jazz. Are good. The, the Jazz, Jazz made underrated. significant upgrades this summer. Right. Let's not forget about the Nuggets. I still think the yep. Nuggets can 
I mean, them, Portland is still in the mix, in my opinion. The Mavericks, if Porzingis is healthy, and fuck him, but still, if he's healthy, <laughs> they're a very good team. The Pelicans have a really good team, too. I'm not going to say they're going to win a title, but their team is pretty damn good. You still have the Rockets. I mean, they can still win it. I just named eight The teams. Rockets are being slept on. I still think the Rockets That's actually can be the, the To me... The tiers, uh, I would say number one tier is the Clippers, Lakers, and Rockets. Number two tier is the Nuggets. Yeah, uh, the Blazers Ma- probably. Yeah. Oh, the Blazers. I forgot about them. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. The Western Conference is going to be just a complete bloodbath <laughs> this Dude. next year. Like I said, this is the most excited I've been for an NBA season in – as just as a fan, casually, in a long time. Like, this is Nick, going to be... This, Kawhi Leonard restored the balance in the league, literally. And there are no more super teams. No, there are no super teams in the league anymore. Just duos. It, yeah, right, right. And that's how it should be. It truly is. You don't need three, three plus superstars on one team. It's just fucking annoying. It, because it, it eliminates a reason for me to watch the regular season. And then you just watch the playoffs, and you're kind of like, I mean, we know who's going to win. And that's, That was the mood for the Warriors the last three years. And before that, it was the Warriors and Cavaliers the last couple of years. And before that, it was LeBron and Miami Heat. And before that, it was the Boston Celtics with KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen. And before that, it was Shaq and Kobe and that annoyance. Well, well, let me, let me can, can, I get, can I defend the Boston Big Three for a second? I think about again. this. That's, that's super, no, <laughs> That super team was traded for. That wasn't, you know, that wasn't signing in free agency. Right. That was trades. So we gave up. They assets. were still a super team, though. <laughs> they were still yeah, a super we, team. We, we, we were. Yeah, I mean, I won't lie. We were definitely a super team. Um, although that team wasn't as dominant as people remember. They almost lost a couple times in the playoffs. Um, you get the two finals, though, and you win yeah. one. That's good enough, honestly. You By the way, another it. fun fact in all this. So mm-hmm. Brody Logan, he's a journalist for uh let's see yeah i guess espn news cbs sports yada yada our mm-hmm. former sports record claim, claims paul george's ex is doc rivers daughter who he allegedly cheated on with a miami stripper now doc is his coach okay well i gotta say some things about this crap you need to stop speculating about who's cousin and who's brother and who's all this all is this it stuff. speculating though i mean this guy sounds sure I don't know, man. And that's I feel like people are reaching. <laughs> this is a lot of reaching, man. Oh my goodness. Well, oh, I barely... All right. Nick, so wanna... we... Oh yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Um so we've talked about the fallout for different teams. We've talked about the Raptors and how they might have to trade their veterans. We've talked about the Thunder and how they might have to trade Westbrook. We talked about the Clippers. We talked about the Lakers. You know what one thing we haven't talked about is and all this is yeah. the deal itself for Paul George. And I'm not even talking about Kawhi. I'm talking about Paul George. And what do you think of this deal? Because we talked about the first round picks, like straight up, they gave up the equivalent of seven firsts to get him. Uh, I mean, if you are all in, I mean, if Kawhi Leonard went into that meeting and said, I want Paul George on this team. And if we don't bring Paul George on the team, I'm not coming. You have to make the trade. The Oklahoma City Thunder kind of lucked. They lucked into a situation where they could, they could kind of, uh, in a way, raise up the price. You're calling the Raptors. Oh, here we go. You have the Raptors and Clippers bidding 
You have a bidding war between the two, and you're going to take the best deal you could possibly get. And in my opinion, you get seven first-round picks. That's fucking amazing. And it's a lot, Nick. It really is a lot, but you have to make that deal if you think you can bring Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on board. And if they win a championship, then fuck your future. You've won a title, and you worry about that later. That's ultimately what it's about, man. And I think, you know, listen, it's an insane price. Let's make this clear. Oklahoma City now, they're set for a rebuild for a long time for the picks they got. And honestly, yes, the Miami Heat picks were devalued with Jimmy Butler. And the Clippers picks, the the 2022 one is probably going to be pretty good. I mean, not going to be pretty good. But 2024 and 2026 picks that they got for the Clippers are going to be potentially. That's going to be great. Yeah. Um, another few guys, like we talk about, like the fallout, Steven Adams, Steven Adams has been on the market. Sounds like for a little bit because he's overpaid. Is he going to get traded? Uh, who else? Danilo Gallinari. I saw the other day, this guy was a good Pelicans insider. You know, he, he's good at, with like around the league. And by the way, he kind of hinted that the Clippers were in it, you know, when he said like, uh, the same people that thought Al Horford was going to the Sixers think Kawhi's going to the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Uh, give him credit he called that um and he said like and he was the one saying like it's weird that the clippers who were considered the favorites this whole time you know aren't being talked about at all and also right. uh, yeah i mean a shout out to quick shout out to all these guys kenny hawks uh clippers writer who i followed was the literally said yesterday the clippers still have a very legit shot he heard and everyone laughed at him and he was right he was clearly right um Credit to credit to the guy. He I never heard of him before, but he got it right. Um, but yeah, like going back to the trade. So yeah, it definitely allows the Thunder to me to enter a rebuild. It really enter the rebuild and be set for a while. But they're gonna have to start dumping guys left and right. I think right. Adams. I don't really know. I mean, he when I bring Stephen Adams to Boston, uh, I would like him, but he also gets paid a ton. And I don't think that'd be good for us. Um, but he could definitely go somewhere. Andre Robertson could definitely go somewhere. Uh, yeah. Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder's a guy I could definitely see um, going up somewhere else. They're, they're in blow-it-up mode. And honestly, the NBA, like we thought the offseason was mostly done. But no, this is going to keep going. I, this is going to be a mass exodus trade-wise. Unless... Unless the Clippers and, <clears throat> and the Thunder uh, try to make or just keep the team, which I don't really get why they do that. Maybe the Raptors try to be competitive because they were pretty good without Kawhi this year, to be fair. But playoffs, honestly, again, I think I think once a four is locked in for the Eastern Conference, but again, five to eight is just really a toss up with a lot of teams. They have a chance. They really do. Yeah, and speaking of Russell Westbrook. Uh, Tim McMahon, ESPN writer, uh, Mm -hmm. said, reached out to an exec with a team I thought might be a fit for Russell Westbrook to gauge his interest. His reply, too much money. Thank God. That was a Knicks. (laughs) No, but I mean, literally, why would you want to trade for that contract? That's just atrocious. If you're not a contender, and even if you're a contender. Like, if you're paid two firsts to take that on, then I consider it. Like, two firsts is a lot. Right, take on a contract Nick, like that. Nick, I want to. I want to say two things. Two things about yeah. first, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and two about free agency. Yeah, 
10 years ago, when the Oklahoma City Thunder had Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook, most people thought that that team was going to be a dynasty. And you see what happened now, which shows you that, one, you never know, and two, maybe Sam Presti didn't know what the hell he was doing. I mean, he traded James Harden instead of Serge Ibaka, and it ultimately screwed him over. But again, you don't know, but you don't know in this league. You you think you have something special, and it ends up just completely falling apart in five years. And two about free agency, it's that I think all you know. There's a lot of insiders. There's a lot of people who who have inside information. Honestly, fuck that. You have to wait till you have to wait till what the player says. Because you have Stephen A. saying there's a 90% chance somebody's going here. You have Jalen Rose saying there's an 85% chance someone's going here. You have all these people oh, speculating. Wrong. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You, how, how can you put a percentage on somebody? somebody's guaranteeing going somewhere? There's no way you can do that. I think you, you know have what? To you have to wait for the player to say it. Yeah, so and you know what? It's, it's very – Chris Haynes himself said last night, he tweeted that, like, Kawhi's camp – and let's be real, Kawhi's camp is Uncle Dennis – like it is, right? You know, right? Uh, it, they were like laughing at all the reports. He said they found it comical that like he's a ninety percent likely this way, ninety percent likely this way. And there's also these rumor, this rumor going around in Las Vegas, you know, the betters that Kawhi told the Lakers he was going to sign with them. And I don't know First, if that's true. Okay. I don't think he. I don't think he did. I mean, that would be that'd be an incredible incredible douche move which i would love because i mean really the only thing we have to say about the lakers getting screwed out this is fuck them and ha 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 like pretty much like why <laughs> yeah like you, Kawhi played them so hard and i love him for that but i mean and honestly i think the guys are signing danny green is okay i think he's starting to lose a bit i mean i thought he was good in the finals but he wasn't great he was wasn't great in the playoffs before that, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And Quinn, Quinn Cook is garbage. I don't care what people say. Quinn Cook sucks. Um, he's going to do nothing. He's 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 not good at all. Sporadic. Um, they don't have a point guard. I mean, sure, you can take LeBron as a point forward, but they really don't have, like, a true point guard point guard to kind of give LeBron a break. They yeah. traded half of the roster, man. It's crazy. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's just – it's – and AD, it sounded like waived his tray kicker for them to get Kawhi, and now yeah, get yeah. Kawhi. Well, yeah. you know what? Fuck the league and fuck the Lakers for wanting to make the Lakers good because they always do this shit. They want to suck off the Lakers. Oh, let's give them the number four pick and fuck every other team. Fuck them. That's what the Lakers get. I hope I don't know who put a curse on the Lakers, but thank you. This is what they get, especially those annoying ass Kobe fans who think he's goat. He's trash, overrated as fuck. Fuck Kobe. Yeah. Fuck the Lakers. <laughs> Seriously, dude. Like, I, I don't care if he was like, like, there's, like, there's a hate here for Philly between our two teams, you know. Mm -hmm. But that's not totally national, you know. Like Utah Jazz fan, well, maybe they do because of the Donovan Mitchell Ben Simmons thing. But like, we'll say like Portland Trailblazers fans don't care about the Sixers, you know. But right. like, there is a universal hate, hate for the Lakers. Like, absolute. Yeah. Lakers. Yeah, like no one likes them. They literally every free agent wants to go there. And they they so seeing them fail is like the best thing ever to me. I will never get tired of that. Like I'll not like I still remember 
um, one of my favorite memories a couple of years ago was when the IT Celtics went into LA and beat the Lakers by 30 points in Staples Center. Mm-hmm. Just beat them down, like humiliated them. And like the entire crowd was sounding like it was all Celtics fans. And they were all just like every dunk, you know, just got worse and worse. And I was like, oh, this is this is better than sex right now. No, it's no, oh my God. <laughs> no okay. No, th- uh, no, but for real though, it was. Um, because I hate the Lakers that much. I, I seeing them fail like that, Christian. Best day, one of the best days watching NBA ever. I was just I was laughing so hard. I was like, fuck them forever. And this just makes me feel and seeing them fail just makes them feel or just makes me feel fucking awesome. Um, another two things that Pelton Sire said, I, I forgot to mention this, by the way, speaking of the Mavericks, because they still have cap space, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Gallinari, apparently a lot of people in the league think they're going to, they're going to get him because OKC okay, so can dump him. There's no reason for OKC to keep him at this point. Um, right. and is it Gallo and Oh, Aguadala are both favored to go there because they have so much cap space. Oh, that would be a squad. They have a really nice team that they got those guys. I hope they don't, though, because, again, fuck Porzingis. <laughs> okay. Is, all right. Is the hate for Porzingis? Okay. Uh, you know what I honestly believe? I'm being dead serious, too. I don't – I think to this day, off topic, just by the way, if the Knicks had kept Porzingis, they'd have a better chance of getting Katie and Kyrie. I still, I still believe that to this day. I think Katie and Kyrie wanted to play with him. I know you disagree, probably, but probably, but. but it's more about it's more about the fact that he. I don't know. It's just Nick. I'm not. The, I'm not a person who likes giving a lot of money to injury prone players. And from the three years that KP played in the Knicks, he was always injured. So that's a huge risk that the Mavs that the Mavericks are taking. And it's also the off the court issues that he has by you know. Allegedly, I'm gonna say allegedly. No one the women to, to fight me. Allegedly raping somebody and, um, you know, getting his ass won by Russians. That that as Tendrick Perkins said, you don't like divas, and I don't like divas either. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Perk, you know, is like the spokesperson for like the league now. Like honestly, per- yeah, Perk's the man. Love, love Perk here. Still, I I hope he. I wish he was hired as an assistant coach in Boston, but you know, whatever. I mean, he's I like him on TV. He's funny. Uh, did, and he was he did this reunion the other day with uh, KG and Pierce, right? Oh, and, Ray <laughs> yeah, and they did invite Ray. I was and Rondo. I was like, they didn't invite Ray. I was like, oh, that's great. Um, but yeah, I think I think as a whole, we you know we talk about the league being wide open and all that. Um, but I think you know the only way this gets better is if imagine Christian, imagine if. LeBron or AD gets hurt, and the Clippers, I mean, or the Lakers are like the three or four seed, and they get the Pelicans in the first round. And imagine if the Pelicans beat them. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) Uh, Now, I watched the game last night between the Knicks and the Pelicans. Zion looked great, but I'm a little concerned about uh, him getting injured a lot because they didn't play him the second half. If he does, if he's healthy, he's going to be amazing, but that kind of concerns me about Zion, but the Pelicans have a great team. I mean, they added J.J. Redick. They had this other goddamn kid. They dressed his big-ass center from Texas. You still have Drew Holiday. Uh, they got Derek Favors. They have a good team. They could make the playoffs easily, in my opinion. I think they have, will be the sixth seed, possibly. I can't. Again, my brain is scrambling all these goddamn teams that are good. 
that would be fun. And I hope and pray to God they beat the Lakers. Because again, fuck the Lakers, fuck their fans. They can kiss my ass. They are so annoying. And it's the worst thing possible is that they added LeBron to their team because now you have LeBron fans and Laker fans sucking each other off. Fuck the Lakers and fuck them for that 2002 scandal. I'm still mad about that. They screwed the Kings over. <laughs> it, it's so, yeah. Every time I watch that video, it's like, and I keep saying this to people too. Like, you know how the media pushed Kawhi to the Lakers so much, you know? Right. The That's media, it, let me too. make this clear. No one wanted this to happen at ESPN. Right. No right. one did. No one wanted him to stay. No one wanted him to go to the Clippers. And God. because LeBron sells, it's, I said, it's it, like the league cares about two things right now to sell. They care about LeBron. And they care about the Lakers. And they've always cared about the Lakers. Like, back in back when they sucked, we were talking about D'Angelo Russell and Jordan Clarkson on first take every day. Like, who cares? They suck. They win 20 games every year. Like, if, you're not talking about the Orlando Magic like this. Like, right. It's so annoying, dude. And you know what? Another thing is, too, the media, they love the Lakers and they love talking about the Knicks. And it's just like, please, leave the Knicks out of this shit. It's like they're saying all year we're going to get all these fucking players. And it's like they're hyping up the Knicks fans like, oh, yes, yes, yes. In my mind, I'm like, wait, we're the Knicks. We're trash. We're dysfunctional as fuck. Let's not get carried away. And then we don't get the players like I knew we weren't going to get them. I'm like, well, everybody's making fun of us. It's not our fault that ESPN gassing up the fucking Knicks and then they're shitting on them because I don't know why. It's fucking ridiculous. And same thing with the Lakers. It's everybody's going to the Lakers. The fucking Paul George is going to the Lakers, or Kawhi is going to the Lakers, or they're going to go back in time and and get Michael Jordan in his prime, and he's going to play with the Lakers. Jesus. Yeah, you want to know what's interesting? And, and one more thing I forgot to mention about this whole saga. Um, Ramona Shelburne said last night. So, KD obviously committed to the Nets like a few days before he decided because you know he decided right away, pretty much. Mm-hmm. One thing that's really interesting is Ramona Shelburne said he almost backed out when Kawhi called him about joining on the Clippers. Like, he apparently almost backed out. Damn. Yeah, like, and and listen, if Kyrie had gone to the Nets by himself, oh, my God, you have no idea how much I would laugh. Like, I I, I would I say would, I'd start a GoFund. I would have kept the and to celebrate together. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude. I would have I would have started a GoFundMe for Celtics and Knicks fans to flood Kyrie's debut in Brooklyn and just boo the shit out of him. <laughs> oh, Dude, ah, uh, th- see, but the thing is, too, you know, yes, the Nets they had a great offseason, but there's still a lot of concerns. Again, KD has that ruptured Achilles. Will he come back and be the same? And if he's not the same. You had this diva in Kyrie Irving who thinks he's going to be the best player on the team, and he has the injuries as well. We don't know We don't know how good he'll be. Will his knees eventually catch up to him? And DeAndre, they paid DeAndre Jordan $40 million a year, $40 million for four years. I'm sorry. He's not the same player. He's really not. And again, they have a really good young, they have a really good young core, but will Kyrie ruin that? There's still a lot of things that can go wrong in Brooklyn. And oh, yeah. I hope train wreck because that would be amazing honestly i'd laugh my yeah. ass off listen there's the people acting like the nets are a sure thing is a joke i'm like dude there's that's, there's an extremely they, high chance this not extremely high but there's a pretty damn high chance that this fails like kevin right. Durant, like no one has ever come back from an achilles injury and been the same besides dominique 
Outside of Dominique, no one has ever done it. And Kevin Durant's a big man, and that's not going to help. You know, when Kevin you Durant's... I've been six... watching... Go ahead, sorry. I've been watching a lot of, like, these shows, and a lot of people are saying that Kevin Durant doesn't know if he can come back from the injury either. And if you have that concern from the guy, then it's fucking... That's not a good fucking thing for the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> and <laughs> now, I'll say it's... What... Sorry, go ahead, Nick. I... Too. With this done, and with most of the signings being done, next year's free agency is going to absolutely suck. I yeah, think everyone, yeah. Like, next year's free agency, there's no one good besides Davis. And Davis, at right now, is presumably just going to resign. So, it, it's not... It, it, there's going to be far less drama. Unless there's a bunch of trades in the offseason. Um, right. Hmm. It's kind of interesting, by the way, kind of cryptic message that uh, from Marcus Morris. And he said, he says, either way it go, we're going to make it happen. Uh, either way we finna make it happen. That's always the mindset. Marcus Morris is still unsigned, you know? Who the hell are you talking about? Marcus Morris. Uh, yeah, Marcus Morris just tweeted that, I'm saying. And Tatum commentrillist, always room for a bully. He's talking about Morris. Um... I you hate know, these NBA players. They need to shut the fuck up and just let the, the yeah. organization do shit. <laughs> I wonder if the Celtics are signing and trading him. That would be interesting. I wonder what we can get for him. I mean, you could sign him, trade him maybe to the, to the, the Lakers. Lakers. <laughs> I don't know. Well, what would you want the Lakers, JaVale McGee? No, no. Um, <laughs> no. Um, maybe get a trade exception and get... I don't know, a big man. I can't really think. Like, I, I'm still very concerned about the idea of Ennis Canner being our starting center. Because I, as much as I do like Canner offensively, and obviously he's funny. And I don't know if you saw this the other day, Christian, but he just, yeah, I showed this to you. He just shit on Nick Wright so hard. That's why his nickname is Ennis the Menace. He's a fucking <laughs> man. But I, I think, and listen, to be fair about Brad Stevens, Brad Stevens turned Kelly Olynyk into a pretty good defender. So he might be able to turn Ennis Canner into a passable defender. True. But real quick, um, I, I do wonder, you know, if, if you could get a trade exception and take a big man into that if you trade Marcus Morris. I mean, we still haven't heard. The Kemba for Rozier sign-in trade has still not been announced. We still don't know what the deal is with that. Right. So definitely tough to say for sure. You know what I totally forgot about? Because I just saw it on NBA on the NBA page. Yeah. I forgot that the Spurs have DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge. Would they be willing to trade one of those guys to another team, possibly? That's interesting. I didn't think of that. I mean, and you know what? This one account I saw that kind of called Kawhi to the Clippers, they did say a few weeks, a few or about a week ago, that the Spurs are interested in trading DeRozan. They could try. I mean, he's going to go back to Toronto. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that would be great. That would actually be funny as hell if that happened. But, you know, the Celtics could... Could they trade for Aldridge? I, I would be very for that, personally. I mean, I love LaMarcus yeah. Aldridge. I know he's overpaid, but I love LaMarcus oh, Aldridge. So underrated, Nick. Oh my God, he's one of the. He's probably the only, but he's the only post player in the league. I can't think of any, but maybe Vucevic. But his post game is so nasty. Oh my God, such a beast. 
Yeah, he's got one year left on his deal, too. So it's definitely ideal scenario. Uh, as long as he's willing to take a pay cut, I'm fine with that. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Why did he drop in the podcast? ESPN sources, Russell Westbrook and his agent are engaged with Presti to on the next steps for the guard, including a possibility of a trade this summer. Oh, my God. I hope the Knicks don't trade for him. I'll really throw up. Honestly, if the Knicks do trade for him, I very much would be surprised if they don't get at least one or two firsts for it. And honestly, if you're the Knicks, I know it sounds stupid to say this, and I wouldn't do it. Let me make this clear. I wouldn't do it. But if you really want to give the casual fan base some energy, I mean, Russell Westbrook will sell tickets. I know you'd hate it, and you should. Let's make this clear, Christian. If you trade for Russell Westbrook, and you don't get paid an absolute fuckload to do it, you I, I would hate it too. I would hate it just as much as you. But I don't think it's that bad a scenario if you get paid a lot of money to do it. So I don't know. I'd rather have him just play with the young guys and suck and get another top pick. Yep. It's like they, they uh, Woj just said it, this. It, he's not even just saying it is a possible. It sounded like the possibility. Like, listen to this wording. The two sides have 11 years of history together and both understand that the time has likely come to explore trade possibilities for Westbrook. My God, who's going to take his contract, though? I, I don't know what team would do it. You have to pay a team a lot. You, they're going to have to give up. Well, listen. The good news for the Thunder is they have, what, yeah, seven bucks now? <laughs> like, they could easily right. dump his con- Now, Steven Adams is interesting. Um, he's another guy. I don't really know where he's. I would love him in Boston, but his salary is just too big. I, I don't see it happening. Um, plus, with that money, I'd rather have LaMarcus Aldridge anyway. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I guess uh, I guess we've kind of dotted our eyes and crossed our T's. So, uh, do you want to hear, Christian? Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. For the BX Basketball Podcast, I'm Nick Englander here with Janoke. All right. Have a great summer. <laughs>